I've got a few minutes. It's not every generation that is a revival generation. <laughs> the side of Israelites that went into Egypt. Listen very well. Thank you, choir, for staying with me. Those that went into Egypt were not the ones that started to pray for revival. <laughs> Those that started to pray for revival are not the ones that saw the revival. Malia Katahanda. It was not the Cabrosa Brihanda Susalia, Maria Tahanda Soso, Mapreketoso, Umprahanda, Ikata, Akro Brosilia Hata. There's a revival fire in this house today. Listen to me. Everything has been holding your generation down. What call it, whatever name, depression, call it failure, call it mediocrity. As you shall be some of them disappear. I hope I can say something a little bit before we get into the fire mode. It's not every generation that is a revival generation. Oh, what a privilege to belong to the revival generation. Some people have prayed for this revival that you are seeing. They didn't see it. But you have been brought onto the junction of revival. You have been brought to the junction of revival. They prayed for it. They fasted for it. And here you are. went into Egypt they went there listen to me because of a revived man because of a revived man who brought a revival to a whole nation of people listen the journey of this revived man is not cheap guys oh oh the journey of revival is not cheap you may look as if nothing is working around you. You are on the verge of a revival. Because listen, you are not just in a revival. You yourself, you are the revival. That's why you are going through what you are going through. Joseph was the revival for his generation. But he had to be accounted as dead. He had to be accounted as dead. Anyone that is going to be a revival must get to a junction in their life where they are accounted as dead. Nobody sees them again. They're going to underground. I sit down, sit down, I'm coming. I'm coming. Do you know that Moses, the generalissimo, was a revival himself? For 40 years of his life, he was accounted as dead. In court, the son of the most powerful king now becoming a hard man. Do you know something? I was reading this the other day and the Holy Ghost began to tell me, do you even know the reason why he was doing all this hard stuff? He didn't have enough money to pay for dowry. Thank God, Pastor Ho, he had money to pay dowry yesterday. Even though they didn't disclose to us how much he paid. Pastor said the figure, he will say it by himself. <laughs> Moses became a hard man from, be, from being a prince. Why? Because there is an anointing of being a revival upon his life. 
the problem with us thank God Pastor Sam said it on, on, on Thursday he said drink this cup he said drink this cup don't, don't refuse the point don't refuse the cup listen in the period of drinking cup listen to me this was what happened to our parents they would have been the revival generation let me say this to you let me give you a trace a little trace those that went into Egypt went on horsebacks those of our parents that came into this land I'm not talking of slavery many of them came without visa they didn't need it they came majestically but comfort soon became bondage comfort became bondage they endured the bondage for a while and they began to give birth to children and it came to a point they arose a generation and said no we are not going to take this status quo we are not going to die as second class we are not going to be at the backside of the desert. Do I have a revival generation here? It's not every generation that is a revival generation. So if you don't understand the privilege of the generation you belong to, you will be packed away with those. They came there as slaves. Eventually they, became, they didn't come as slaves. But eventually they became slaves. Why? Because there was no revived man. There was no revived man who could say no. And God, the man that God saw, God had to take him to the backside of the desert. He had to take him to the backside of the desert and do a walk in him and strip him. And by adventure, it looks like you are going through a stripping today. You better understand it. This was where our parents lost it. They were going through, listen, they were going through stripping. They didn't understand these stri strippings. What they now, they now started to do was to now begin to bring up prayer points. Prayer point for marriage. Prayer point for settlement. Prayer point to buy a house. They cornered God to a point whereby God said, no, I can't help these guys. The purpose of this stripping is not to give you things. It's not to bring you into something. It's to make you to make you a reviver. Somebody said, I am a reviver. They didn't understand. Have you ever for once thought of the one major prayer point that Joseph had in Genesis chapter 40? Let's see if I venture you don't say I didn't open the scripture. Genesis chapter 40. so we can understand hallelujah within three days within three days Pharaoh will lift up your head okay start from a, a verse earlier as well so that we can understand the context this is what it means so now Joseph is interpreting the dream 
of one of the guys that they were in prison together is interpreting it now said this is what it means yes three the three branches are three days yes within three days yep. Pharaoh will lift up your head yep. and restore you to your position yep. and you will put Pharaoh's cup yep. in his hand yep. just as you used to do yes. when you were his cup bearer okay he finished interpretation but in our thoughts to ask and add his own prayer point and here was Joseph and picture this with me for a long while he had not had any prayer point and he thought that wait a minute I better just open my mouth now and conjure together a prayer point now that I have somebody who I have given a dream interpretation and that dream interpretation is favorable so now let me quickly roll my own prayer point let me quickly roll it into his uh, stuff yes but when all goes well with you when all goes well with you remember me remember me and show me kindness the reason why he was asking the guy to remember him was only because he thought God had forgotten him okay since God has forgotten me let me speak to man so that he can remember me and there are people here today you are thinking God has forgotten you and listen, that prayer point that you think you are having, Lord, this house, Lord, this marriage. Hey, let's see where it will have ended. Let's see. Go ahead. Remember me and show me kindness. Remember me, show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh. Mention me to Pharaoh. And get me out of this prison. Get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews. Listen, get me out of prison. But where I wanted to get me back to is where I was forcibly taken from. I don't know whether you understand that prayer point. Say, I, I don't have anything doing in this land, really. They forcibly carried me. Seek for a presidential pardon for me. Even though I am still regarded as, 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 as an offender. But if you seek presidential pardon and they let me go, I will quickly take the next bus back to my village. I will go and join my papa. Listen, that was the story. Hold on. And even here, and even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. I've not done anything to be put in this prison. I've not done anything to be put in prison. So please remember me. Listen to this. So let's roll. Let's think for a while. So perhaps the guy remembers Joseph. What would have happened? They bring him out of prison follow me and then thanks God for him but he can't go back to Potiphar's house you remember can he go back there oh come on talk to me can he go back there he can't go back there so what will happen is that he will take the next bus back to where to his father's house where they forcibly removed him do you know the problem is this when he gets on when they do a celebration no talk to me will they celebrate they will celebrate that ah Praise God. Our son that was lost, we received him back. And Joseph himself, like they do in many adult churches. Oh my God. Let me not go there. He would have gone home and be rolling on the floor. <laughs> be rolling on the floor. Somebody had a testimony one time like that. He had a testimony. And he said, well, for what God has done for me, so that you can see 
the madness that went on in that previous generation why they lost the revival mode he said for this big thing that the Lord has done for me what I'm going to do is that I'm going to roll from here to here now what is the portion of God in rolling God blessed you with something you say I want to roll another one came the other day he said I have vowed to my God that when God does this thing I'm going to somersault he said no go and somersault in your house what do we need your somersault for if God has done something for you then bring something tangible that is beneficial to church and to God not somersault go and somersault in your house go and roll in your house they will keep their pockets they will be rolling stupid foolish rolls and God said no this one's about that I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help I'm not going to look unto man it may look as if God has forgotten me but still I won't look down because when the snake was biting them in the wilderness when God was to bring a cure he said lift up a snake a, a, a serpent the normal thing is for them to be looking around them for serpents hey, so that it doesn't bite me but I lift up a snake and whoever can just be focused in faith keep looking up to that snake the other snake will not bite them the problem with many of us is this you are looking too much around you and this is what the enemy is using to catch you, frustrate you and get you into depression and to, to, to frustrate the grace of God that you receive I will look, lift up my eyes
can you see what would have been lost generations would have been wasted do you know what would have even happened to them they probably would have also died of hunger and famine why because of prayer points that's why when people begin to accost you and say why do you pray you always pray give me a prayer point you will know it's from the man that has fallen from grace because the real thing to deal with first and foremost for a revival generation is to deal with you and how do you deal with you you deal with you by the spirit of God eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered to the hearts of men what God has prepared for them so if you have not seen if you have not heard how then do you think a prayer point can connect to what God is saying and many destinies have been wasted on the platform of prayer points especially only if the prayer point is from the realms of the spirit from the word of God they would have lost the throne generational impacts would have been lost Joseph would have been wasted we would not have heard of him but thank God for God who is the sovereign almighty God who has everyone's mad plan and purpose in his hand and will not allow any error to frustrate that's why I am thankful to God for this generation for your generation because you are the revival generation listen listen when you follow the past what has been it becomes difficult to flow into the future David, Joseph would have been returned back to his past instead of lifting up his eyes to the years not knowing how he got there in the first place and say no, if he brought me to this point I trust him the problem with many of us the reason why you are battling depression is because there is no fire revival fire in you the reason why you are battling with fear is because of the revival fire that is absent the moment revival fire comes boldness on a new dimension comes boldness on a new dimension comes you are able to go back to what you used to be and speak to the people that are there I'm still looking at people ladies that used to be abused and they are still shy to go and tell their story to their core sisters outside you know she's going through abuse. It was what you went through. Listen, if the revival fire has touched you really, you won't be shy to speak of your story. You know you were keeping, you were keeping drugs, you were keeping ammunition for men. When you see such ladies, that should be your testimony. Listen, we are at the point in Sparkling where everybody's story must be loud. Let anybody go and speak to anybody. Let them say anything about the church. No, listen. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about my personal story. This was who I used to be. This was who I used to be. I used to be this, to be this. But I came into the church. My life is now. Nobody. It's only a fool that will argue with that. But because you are still shy of your personal story. Do you know why? Two. Because you also don't see any relevance to your story. You don't see it as anything important. But really, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What have you been through? When I see people retweeting some stuff on here, online or whatever, and I know I told, I, and I asked them, I said, listen, I know you are retweeting somebody else's story, but what is your own story of the church? Many mouths are sealed. And meanwhile, it's in the story that your revival breaks forth.
There's a revival in your spirit. The enemy is trying to cage it with depression. The enemy is trying to cage it with you looking down on yourself. No, you can't afford to do that. Why? Let go because you are the revival generation. There's a generation that will say, no, we won't take we won't take the limitations of the previous one. Listen, if we miss it, it will be passed on to another generation. And that's why it's time to pray. It's time to worship. It's time to dwell in the world and say, Lord, no, I must not miss this revival. It may look as if I am dead now, but I understand from scriptures. Because who will, whoever will be revived must first be accounted as dead. Do you know what the scripture says in Corinthians somewhere there? He said, we, we are dead, sometimes dead in our trespasses. You were sometimes dead. We were not just dead, we were alienated. We were cut off. He said, but you now, as he revived, he brought you and I back to life. He brought you and I back to life. And that's why you belong. If you are here at this house today, it's only because you are part of the revival generation. It's only because God has a plan. It's only because God has a purpose for you. And in one minute, as we begin to pray, and as we begin to worship, God is going to be rousing up every grace on your inside. God is going to be bringing alive every deposit of grace. Can I hear a loud amen to that? God is going to be bringing to life. In the revival, everything that the enemy puts on you is shaken off. That's why it's a most desirable period. It's a period to, to look forward to say, Lord, what are you saying this season? And then you can go out there and listen. It's not in church that you show that you are revived. Can I hear amen to that? Listen, the purpose of revival is not for church. What you come to do in church is to contact the fire. And then you go to your place of work on Monday. And say, hey, a revived soul is here. I am a burning fire. I am a burning fire. Somebody said fire. And the first essence of anyone that is revived and on fire is to go and gather more sticks. There are already dry sticks outside. What do I mean by dry? They are waiting for solution. They are desperate for somebody that will show them the way. They are already dry. If you can only, if you can only step up, share your story, you will discover that instantly, instantly, instantly. There are so many dry sticks out there waiting for you. You know many of your friends that are already dry sticks. They are, they are desperate for a way out. They are desperate for a way out. They are desperate for a solution. And here you are you have the solution you have seen the light you have gone through what they are going through you have survived it now it's not time to keep your mouth it's now time to open your mouth but the problem is this without the fire you'll be timid without the fire you'll be afraid and that's why we have come to worship Jesus today everywhere you are lift up your hands Lord I open up my spirit open your mouth and declare Lord I open up my spirit I open up my spirit to your word and to your fire I refuse to be shot in the name of the Lord Jesus. I, I open up my spirit to the revival fire. I open up my spirit to the revival fire. I open up my spirit to the revival fire. Come on, open your mouth, open your mouth. I open up myself to the revival fire. I let 
listen to me. There are people that are overdue in this house for a fresh fire. We are going to worship God and in one minute many of you that have been weighed down with loads of depression because depression doesn't just come it comes to press something down the problem with many of you is you don't know when you are talking with demons or talking for demons that's the problem with many people they don't know when they are talking with demons or talking for demons I was speaking to one of my precious daughters one day and I was saying to her, I said, I said, that's not you. Because many of the things you think is you, it's not you. She said, no, 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 that's just the way I am. No, that's not you. I said, that's not you. And then all of a sudden, I just saw that her countenance change. She said, no, that, there's nothing I can do about it. And the instant the Holy Ghost said, no, she's no longer the one speaking. She's no longer the one speaking. Somebody else is speaking to her. So I also get switched. Why? Because spirits are subject to spirits. So I can't be counseling my daughter. It's no longer my daughter there speaking there. So I say, in the name of Jesus, you foul devil. I command you to leave. She was sitting right in front of me, just without just speaking. The spirit took her, threw her out to a chair. Said, leave now. And then she started to violate, you know, vibrate. And the spirit left her. Many of the time, you don't know when you are speaking for devils. Why? Because there is no fire to make sure that there is nothing that is nothing that is of the devil that can perch on your spirit. That's why you need the fire. You will need the fire for your place of work. That's the same fire that you need to go speak to your boss. That's the same fire that you need to, to speak to your colleagues at work and say, hey guys, there is a better way. It's the same fire that brings revival. It's the same fire that brings prosperity. Without that fire, prosperity becomes a mirage. Lift up your hands wherever you are seated. Lord, baptize me with this revival fire. Lord, baptize me with this revival fire. Let me not be wasted with the previous generations. I am part of the revival generation. Oh Lord, I open up my spirit. Open your mouth and cry to the Lord. I open up my spirit.
fear and timidity. Fear, timidity, and depression. That the first people, by permission, ministers are going to be praying for. Say, Lord, I need this fire so that I can break hold, break the hold of fear. Each time I want to open my mouth and speak to somebody about God. Each time I want to speak something right, so a fear just grips me. As we worship, wherever you are, I want you to come to the front. Wherever you are, right out your hand.